Thank you for downloading and happiness. Dare to be happy. We are two curious friends that want to explore what makes us happy. In each episode, we will take a topic in alphabetical order and discuss how it relates to and impacts happiness. We will live the experience of each concept through a dare that we set each other and then talk about how it affected our happiness. As well as diving into psychological theories and evidence which supports or contradicts our personal experiences. In other words, in this show, psychology meets play. I'm Kitty Newman, director of Trapeze Media, a digital marketing agency that leads with social. My company philosophy is based on the importance of play in all our lives and how important it is to be happy at work. I have been obsessed with the circus for a few years, hence the name Trapeze Media, and making time for things like handstands and aerial in amongst the day-to-day challenges that come with running a successful business makes me happy. My name is Claudia Mitura. I'm a work psychologist and learning and development specialist with a purpose to boost happiness in the workplace. I love experimenting and applying scientific research on happiness to my daily ups and downs, or just to prove my other half wrong. I also like to look for happiness in unusual places, so I won't shy away from diving with sharks or starring in a pantomime. Sometimes this gets me in trouble. Hi, Claudia. Hi, Kitty. We are on our penultimate episode. Wow. Who would have thought it? The letter Y. Absolutely. Why? Because we want to. Because we want to. <laughs> what a journey and pleasure and adventure it has been, Kitty. Unbelievable. And now we're meeting on the yes and happiness. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I think it's quite interesting that we will be releasing this episode just before we entering into the new year. And I thought that's really good timing because I feel there will be lots of change in front of us and the power of yes maybe can help us to make happier decisions. So Kitty, we spoke about the power of yes during our conversation on luck and happiness. And we were very much discussing how saying yes to new opportunities may result in higher life satisfaction because we are generating that luck in our life. I don't know whether any specific stories come to your mind about people saying yes to something or someone and almost like changing their lives as a result. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of the stories that we talked about in the episode of Luck looked at how making those decisions then impacted the future and the lives and the path that we took and saying yes to these things and opened up these opportunities. And this week, I was asked the question that I was umming and eyeing about whether or not I should say yes to this. And it was whether or not, if we can, go on holiday in January for two weeks. And I'm like, oh, do you know what? I just don't know if I should go on holiday. What's the point? Everything's kind of closed and it just feels like the wrong time to go on holiday. But then I started thinking more about it and actually thinking about the podcast and the dare, which was looking at the reasons as to why we say yes to things. And I ended up saying yes and saying, yes, I should absolutely be taking this opportunity to go on holiday 
birthday in January because it's going to enrich my life. It's going to be a good thing. I don't know what's going to happen when I go on holiday, but by saying no, I'm not impacting my future in any positive way. I'm just staying with the way it is now and actually being quite pessimistic about the future. And so saying yes to that holiday was very poignant in relation to this dare. I know that doesn't exactly answer your question about a story, but that was the sort of story that I was thinking of bringing because it was so relevant. And I was really kind of thinking of saying no to it and it had to sort of push through my anxieties, I think, in saying yes, because I feel quite safe at the moment in the routine of everything. But I haven't been away for so long. It feels like breaking that routine is quite nerve wracking. So I thought, yes, I just have to do it. Oh, I love it. I really love it how you're showcasing this entire process of decision making because you're right. For me, as much as it was about saying yes this week, it was also about trying to understand that idea of how are we making decisions. And I'm so interested to hear more about your thought process. So as I understand at first, it was kind of emotions and maybe anxieties. I'm not sure. Therefore, it is a no. But then trying to shift your perspective with some rational arguments of, well, if I say no, nothing changes. But if I say yes, maybe there'll be a positive change. Was there anything else happening kind of behind the scenes before you were able to reach that yes? Oh, there really was 100% because the basis of the holiday starts from my birthday. So my birthday is on the 3rd of January. Now I come to my birthday with a really negative outlook because it's never that exciting except for my 30th, which I moved it to New Year's Eve. So I just had a New Year's Eve party for my 30th that you were at, Claudia. That was the best birthday ever. Ever, ever. But usually I love to just go to the cinema on my own on my birthday and people are like, oh no, that's a bit sad. Yeah, but actually I love that. I love that. But I've convinced myself that that's all I want to do on my birthday. So Ruth was saying to me, we should go on holiday for your birthday. And then I was very resistant to that because my control over my birthday, which is just me in the cinema on my own, is being taken from me. (laughs) The more I thought about it, the more ridiculous I felt. What am I going to get from going to the cinema on my own? I literally could go to the cinema on my own any time. But somebody here is offering something potentially brilliant with like someone that's really fun. And it's taken a couple of weeks, really, maybe even a few weeks to start to ease myself into like going away. And now I'm like, yeah, I really, really want to go away. And now we just have to contend with what's going to be available in (laughs) January. But that's out of our control. I'm sort of happy to go anywhere, really. And now I'm really, really pleased that that was brought up a few weeks ahead to give me the space within my own brain to like go through the motions of thinking what's going to be the best for my life and enjoyment and happiness. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Because (laughs) you're just like practically engaging into those two systems that we really use to make our decisions. And it's like fabulous to see them coming together in practice. So Psychologists identify two systems that can help us to make decisions every day. So system one is this quite unconscious, fast, automatic, which is based on association with previous experiences. And it's very much emotion driven. So this is what you're saying, like you always done that on your birthday. That's what's happening. I'm not sure what's going to happen and lots of anxieties there and therefore kind of automatically going into no. 
And then you have a system tool, which is much more rational and logical and slower because we need to put lots of efforts into thinking about additional options and really thinking about alternatives, realities, if you like. So this was your, wow, but actually this is great opportunity. Someone is very kind to me offering me this on my birthday. I can go any other time to the cinema. So I just love how you brought those two systems together because that's exactly what psychologists say we should be doing. We should be really trying to bring those two systems together to help us to make happier decisions. Woohoo! <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> I was actually thinking this week as well when I was making my decisions that sometimes I get caught in using the first system, which is quite fast automatic, into making big decisions. And I use the system too, which is more rational and logical for making small decisions. And I just feel like that's actually quite opposite and shouldn't be the case because I was thinking that sometimes if there is a new opportunity like, oh, let's go and do this, my automatic reaction will be no, because I've never done this. And on the other hand, when I have small decisions, like, oh, what are we supposed to have for lunch today? Suddenly, I'm just thinking about nutrition and calories and my health and all these big things and rationalizing it too much. So it's kind of like, well, sometimes the unconscious and emotional gut feeling is good for those small decisions. But the rationale definitely should be more reserved for bigger decisions when we can really think about our options. Totally. Bigger decisions and quicker decisions do feel different. Like you can't spend all day agonizing over every single decision. Absolutely. Otherwise, you will never move forward. But also, I feel like I make smarter, quicker decisions through experience. Just having lived it and having made those mistakes and saying, oh, hang on a minute. I said yes to that before and it didn't go well. Let's just take a second. Absolutely. And what about indecision? So have you ever been in a situation where you completely couldn't decide and you were in this agony of, oh my God, I don't know, both choices look really good. I don't know what I want. Do you know what? I actually don't find myself in that situation very often because I don't like being in that position. I'll often just make quite a quick decision. I'll often just choose one path. And I wish I'd thought about it before, but there's a TED talk and I've tried to find it loads because I loved it so much. I watched it a few times. It was one of the really, really early ones. And it was essentially around, it doesn't matter what decision you make, a decision is the best decision, (laughs) either or. It really stayed with me that making a decision in a lot of cases is going to be better than agonizing over neither. I will make decisions quite quickly. I wanted to buy a car and within two days I just bought a car and it wasn't the kind of car I was ever expected to get. It was like soft top convertible MG and I freaking love the car and it's not necessarily a car anyone would like buy quickly because it's not going to be the most reliable. I guess that's impulsive, is it? I didn't consider it that much, but that indecision point, I don't find myself in very often. I think I am a bit more impulsive. Yeah, so that's quite interesting because, yeah, I'm much more rational and I need to stop and reflect. And sometimes I will be stuck between two options because I'm overanalyzing the advantages and disadvantages of both options. This week, I actually realized that in such situations, I'm actually stuck in this flawed belief that I'm choosing between an error, so something that people call the bad decision, and happiness, which is a good decision. Oh, wow. But the truth is, 
That is not true because, first of all, you never truly have all the information to make certain decisions. You're never going to know what's going to happen. And in whichever option we can choose, we'll be happy a little bit in each of them and we'll suffer a little bit in each of them because that's how life is. Things just change and turn around on their head sometimes. So I just really was like, wow. So it's not about choosing between error and happiness. It's choosing between kind of good enough and good enough. So really what's most important is what do we want and how that relates to our values. That is amazing because I don't think I do think of it between right and wrong. I think in an episode before, we've talked about one of your traits being a perfectionist. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yes, my silly perfectionist believed that if I say yes to the right decision, this perfect life will descend upon me. But no. So what's it been like for you this week then? Have you had any big decisions, something where you've had to choose? Yes, Kitty, I actually did. And with this there, I was really analyzing lots of my decisions. And one of the situations that we had this week was that we were planning our Christmas and we had everything planned. And then because of the fact that London went into tier three, everything got cancelled which meant that we were again faced with the decision, what are we going to do this Christmas? We have limited options in terms of seeing people, whether here in Poland, but then everyone was suggesting to us different options and was like, okay, what are we going to do? And I literally had this moment of indecision. It's like, okay, thinking that there can be this right, perfect scenario of this Christmas in which I'm happy. And then there is this other absolutely not perfect scenario in which I am completely miserable. And I was trying to choose between that. And I realized that that is all flawed. In that moment, I had like a eureka moment. And was that helpful? Did it clarify things? Absolutely, because I was trying to concentrate on what is important to me right now and also like what it's important for us in the future and how that decision can support this. And that just helped me to really understand that whatever I choose, that will be good enough. And that concept of good enough is actually really interesting because English psychoanalyst Donald Winnicott, he specialized with working with parents and children. And he noticed that parents are really distressed of making bad parenting decisions that's going to ruin the lives of their children. And they very much constantly agonizing or what should they be doing or should not be doing. And he was trying to introduce them to this idea of good enough. That if you are a good enough parent who makes good enough decisions with good enough intentions, then your children will be happy human beings. Trying to be a perfect parent and make a perfect decisions is actually too stressful and puts too much pressure. And I really love that, that idea of good enough. So whatever decisions you may be making next year, remember about this good enough concept. 
Yeah, that is so true. I really do think that decisions are good. Like, and I feel sometimes if I do get torn between something, often a lot of decisions I have to make at work. And probably the decisions I do agonize about most are to do with work. Once that decision has been made, oh my goodness, it just feels better and you can move on. And yeah, I love decision making. It feels powerful. (laughs) I agree. And also what you pointed out, what's very important is that a lack of decision is also a type of decision because you almost like freezing and you deciding not to move forward with certain aspects of your life because it is kind of saying no, but kind of by ignoring the decision. At least if you want to say no, it's good to face the music and be like, okay, I'm saying no and this is why. Yeah, which is also very powerful and empowering. Absolutely. And we spoke about that in Boundaries around how Sometimes we get sucked in in other people's decision and yeses and expectations and we need to sometimes say no. In that case, we will then have regrets if we're following other people's decision and yeses. Yeah, and that's why, because when we were discussing what our dare was going to be, I said, oh, why don't we say yes to everything? And actually you said, well, I don't know if that will necessarily make us happy because we'll have to say yes to things we don't want to do. And that we could predict already that by saying yes to everything is not necessarily the answer and the way to be happy because we do need to think about our boundaries and things like that. Although I have to watch or read the Yes Man. I haven't watched that or read that where he says yes to everything. I was pleased that we didn't have to do that, dear, because otherwise I would have had to probably do some weird things. A few interesting research points as well. You might be surprised or you may already know this from your experience that, first of all, researchers found that we make slower but more accurate decisions in the morning and faster but less accurate decisions in the evening. Okay. What do we mean by less accurate? As in, they're not as kind of precise or bringing the higher benefits. So this was done on mathematical decisions, let's say. And in the morning, people take longer to make a decision, but it's much more accurate. Okay, so they've considered it. They've gone through all the options. Not that there's a right or a wrong in our life's decisions, but in this case, they were more accurate in kind of the answers. Yeah, okay, so we're more attuned, but we're not necessarily sharper and quicker. We're just thinking things through more in the morning. Absolutely. And also they saying that if you distance yourself from the situation that you're trying to make a decision on, And you're trying to kind of pretend in your brain that it happens to someone else, like your friend comes to you with that question, then your judgment actually improves. Because when we caught up with our emotions, they really cloud our judgment. And I was actually laughing because you know how sometimes other people's problems seem much more simpler? Whereas if it's your problem, it's suddenly so much bigger and complex. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's this idea that if we try to distance ourselves, we will then be able to make more powerful decisions. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty standard, isn't it? It's like, okay, just have a second, go and think about it and come back to it. Also, I find like dreaming, sleeping, just sleep on it, come back to it. Yeah. Any bad email I have to send or any kind of big email, I'm like, 
Don't send that straight away. <laughs> yeah, think about it. Have a think about it, yeah. And then the final one, which I found really interesting, was mindfulness. Actually, researchers are now showing that having 15 minutes meditation before making a big decision improves our judgment and help us to avoid doing something just because it's familiar or because we already invested time and money in it. And so again, I think this idea of giving our mind a rest to process all the information and then coming back to it. Yeah, definitely. This is all around decisions, isn't it? But it's like taking the time to consider the yes. And is the yes right for you? And considering it from that perspective and giving yourself the space to do that. I think that is very good. Makes sense. Amazing. So this time for reflection is so important. Is there anything else that you would add of how to make happier decisions? Well, for me, the contemplation around when I want to say no to something, thinking about why it is that I want to say no. Am I holding myself back? And thinking about the holiday example is like, think about the future for myself. And is that decision really the best thing for my future? Or is it just settling into something that feels comfortable right now? I like that because one question that sometimes we can ask to help us when it comes to making decisions about the future is to try to answer who do we wish to become? What is the kind of vision we are working towards and how that decision can help us with that? And I really like this question, who do you wish to become? That is a good question. I find that hard to know who I want to become because I don't think I know enough about what the options are. (laughs) And I think by saying yes to more exploring and adventuring and meeting people and finding out about all the different kinds of options of who you want to become is all really valuable in order to know who you want to become. So for me, that's like a catch-22 circle of <laughs> infinite <laughs> tail catching. And that's life for you, Kiki. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Here is the summary, the penultimate summary of the alphabet of and happiness. A big moment. The power of yes can generate more happiness in our life, Kitty. So it is worth saying yes to new opportunities to increase our life satisfaction. But it's also important to find the balance because if we don't set boundaries, then we will allow other people to involve us in their yeses and their lives. Whereas actually, we want to make sure that what we're deciding on is important to us as well. That's why it's so important to understand how do we make decisions. So we have two systems of making decisions, Kitty, and you experience them very well. The tests. The tests. Okay. Emotional and rational. Very good. So we have system one, emotional and automatic, and system two, rational and slower. And the idea is that we need to try to strike the balance between those two systems to help us make happier decisions. And the most kind of important learning, I think, this week is that we never make decisions between error and happiness. It's always the combination of those both components. So just concentrate on making good enough decisions to increase your happiness. It's just got to be good enough. That's nice. I love that. Me too. 
My perfectionist is now protesting heavily on this good enough business, but it's so good. Claudia, it's just good enough. Okay, Claudia, I'm not even sure that we knew that this was coming, but how could we not know? We were literally going through the alphabet. We are going to be on our last episode, which is Zed. Zest and happiness. And what a letter and topic to finish with. I cannot wait because this dare sounds like the most exciting thing we'll have done all series. Claudia, I dare you to do two things this week that's going to add some extra zest to your life. Ooh, looking for that spice, that passion, that energy. Cannot wait. <laughs> Me too. Oh my goodness. The choices are endless. I mean, to be honest, I'm already feeling quite zesty thinking about it. Fantastic. And where we can find zest and with whom? Mm, we shall see. Maybe it will just be in a lovely, delicious martini with a little zest of lemon. Could be. Anything is possible. Hopefully something a bit more exciting than that. So, everybody, we are very sad that it's the last episode next week, but we can tell you that there will be some exciting things to be coming from And Happiness next year. We will be coming to you with more information at the end of next episode, but until then, check out andhappiness.co.uk where you can get a lovely couple of downloads that have been written of top 10 tips throughout the alphabet for how to keep and stay happy. And you can check out our Instagram, And Happiness Official. But until then, we dare you to be happy. And find some zest this week. Bye. Bye.